Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo. I'm really excited about today's episodes and today's guests. We have uh, two good friends of mine here. Uh, to my left, we have Jessica Williams, and to my right, we have Harold Carvajal. So uh, we're going to go ahead and just start with introductions. So Harold, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. Well, I'm a transfer student, came to Southern. I'm right in my sophomore year, going to graduate in finance, and I'm part of the improv team, and that's how I'm here for today. Awesome. And Jessica, what about you? Well, uh, I actually have 13 years experience teaching Bible at Loma Linda Academy, and I just came to Southern about four months ago. Now I'm an admissions counselor here at Southern. Awesome. Okay. So as we kind of jump in here, there are two uh, warnings I want to give. The first of which is we are at the College Jail Church in College Jail, Tennessee, and they are in the middle of construction. So to our listeners, if you hear some weird noises, uh, we lovingly refer to them as dying cows outside. There's no animals being harmed in the making of Echo. It's just some construction going on as they do some additions to the church. Um, but we also want to thank the College Jail Church and Southern for hosting us and allowing us to do this on their campus. So as is Echo tradition, we're going to jump right into the topic today. And it is a question, and I say this about every question because it's true of every question. Um, it's a question that a lot of people wrestle with. And uh, the question is this, how do I know if my prayer life or my devotional life is good enough, right? This is, we try to compare to a lot of people. Uh, I know that when I was growing up and I would hear pastors talk about their prayer lives, I, it, it like shocked me. Um, and even as a pastor, I could never even replicate some of the length of time that I've heard pastors uh, be in prayer. I remember the one time when I was in class, a an evangelist came and was our guest presenter when I was in college, and he talked about how every day he wakes up and for the first four hours of his day, starting at 4 a.m., he spends it in prayer. I like I I still at 25 years old cannot conceptualize what four hours in prayer actually looks like. So um, it, it it is difficult, right, to navigate and to figure out what's what's good and what's bad. So I I think. Um, I think a good place to start here, if you guys are willing to share, is what does your current devotional life look like? And it's cool if it's kind of unrefined or, or still forming. That's totally fine. But I think that that's a good place to start. So, Jessica, what uh, what does your devotional life kind of look like? Good question. Um, throughout my life, it's, it's had a different look, I guess you could say. Um, this year, since we just um, started the new year just a little while ago, I decided that I was going to read through the Bible in a year again. Um, I did this, I think, three or four years ago, and I just I felt um, that it was really worthwhile. I When I did it at first, I didn't make it through the entire Bible in a year. It took me like a year and a half <laughs> just because... Um, you know, it's a lot to read in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, or each day, I should say. But um, I, I really felt like I wanted to do that again, just because it gave me um, just a better understanding and looking at scripture um, from a few steps back, rather than taking passages, um, 
you know, shorter passages and looking at them more deeply. It's just a different, I guess, a different feel, a different perspective gotcha. um, that you gain. So that's actually what I'm doing right now. Are you doing that? Are you like reading straight through from Genesis to Revelation? Are you doing it in any order? No. Well, it's sort of an order. I found a plan online that actually, um, it has it so you read five days a week. That way you have two days to give you some wiggle room if you don't get through, you know, what what you're reading in a day. But it actually starts with Genesis. So it's have you, it, it has you read a couple chapters in Genesis and then one of the Psalms and then a chapter from Mark. That's, okay. that's what it's doing now. So you have a little bit of Old and New Testament. And, no, that's really, that's really, really cool. Um, and I'm going to hit you up later for that plan because I sure. am interested in it. All right, uh, Harold, what about you? What does your devotional life look like? Well, currently, just because it's a new year, so of course, new year, new me, as many people say. Right now, I'm trying to get into more more reading devotionals. Right now, I'm trying to read my, I got a devotional as it gets in Christmas in Spanish for this, this upcoming year. So I'm planning on reading that and catching up. Also, the also about that has a plan like Jessica, like read the Bible throughout the year. I might that seems interesting to do that because I used I did before I did it twice before. First time was straight through. Of course, that's a little hard because you often lose track of time. Yeah, because Bible's not written in chronological order, as many people know. It's always like this happened and like event twenty two hundred years later happened, then it goes back and retracts. So I'm trying to read in order of chronologically wise, so that way I can just like follow through. And of course, that plan also is smaller like three chapters or four chapters of a book and uh, split, split out. But I do like how you, it's like a little bit old, a little bit of New Testament, gives a little diversity. Mm. And see, for me, I've always struggled with, I have always struggled with reading the Bible straight through. Um, I've done many plans and, and part of the problem is I try to do it in the morning and I'm terrible at waking up in the morning. I wait until the last possible moment to get out of bed and there are moments where I have to fight and yell at myself in my own head, just, Ryan, get up. So the morning doesn't work for me. And at night, um, at night sometimes I get distracted or I'll forget because I'm so tired from the day. And so I, I, I have always, always struggled to find that point in my day that it works. Um, but for me, the other half of my struggle has been, because I'm a pastor, um, you know, just reading the text and generally thinking about it has not done much for me. Because that's kind of the first step when I was writing sermons or doing, you know, Bible studies with people. And so I had to figure out a way to do this in a, in, in a way that still challenged me and transformed me. And so what I chose to do was um, I, I, I will typically pick a book of the Bible and I'll read through it. And what I'll do is I'll actually stay a chapter a day and I will uh, stay in that chapter for a couple days, actually. So I'll, I'll take John 1 and I'll read it two days in a row, three days in a row, and see what else I can pick out of it that I have never noticed before. Um, and that helps me remember it better. That helps me remember the lessons better as well. So that that's kind of how I've done this. Um, and, and so thank you both for, for sharing um, what you're doing. I know um, there was a time I was talking to a professor, and he asked me, how's your devotional life? He was doing a mock interview with me, and I said, it's not where I want it to be. And he looked at me, and he pushed back, and he said, uh, yeah, that's the safe answer. And everyone, no one... <laughs> No one uh, has their devotional life where they want it to be. Yeah, and so he's like, give me legitimately, like what, uh, what does, you know, how many times a day do you read your, or how many times a week do you read your Bible? And he started to get me really, really specifically. And it was then that I really felt like it wasn't good enough. Um, so I guess my question to you is in the way that you're doing devotional life or in the way you're doing your prayer life, 
Uh, do you feel like you're growing closer to God, or how, how do you feel about it? Are there days where nothing happens? Are there days where something amazing happens? Um, what What is that journey like for you? Harold, can we start with you on that? Yeah, I feel like, of course, prayer life and all that, it's really hard to keep track. Sometimes you get distracted, you forget to do a prayer, and you get to like, oh, no, I didn't pray. I don't feel good now. And sometimes, like, you get, like I can't really afford to lose time on prayer, and that always, like, corresponds like you don't feel great and during the day you don't feel like you're giving 100% because like I didn't give time to God now I'm gonna give 100% to everything else because if you don't give God 100% first then I can give like your other priorities your other tasks 100% because you can't really focus on that yeah okay that makes sense and Jessica what about you yeah well if I if I could kind of look at my life and you know in high school when I really started to begin a relationship with God um I would man during my devotional time, like I would set aside a good hour or mm. so to 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 read and to pray. And um, when I got to college, it um, changed quite a bit for me because I, you know, having a roommate and all that kind of stuff, it was really hard to make time. Um, and so I really felt my devotional life really wasn't where it should be in college. And now when I um, think about it, I mean, yeah, I would, I would. I would really love to spend more time in prayer. I mean, I think most of my devotional time has been reading and reflecting um, and not as much time in prayer, but I try to spend time throughout the day, you know, praying like here and there, like when I'm driving or, you know, using time, you know, while I'm exercising or whatever to, to talk with God and um, just to try to incorporate that through my whole day. So, um, while I, you know, a lot of times I'll look back at high school and be like, wow, I spent an hour. Like, but mm. if I were to calculate, I mean, if it's, it's not all about time, but if I were to calculate <laughs> maybe through my day, um, it, it would probably be better than I think. Yeah. Okay. There you go. No, that, that's fair. I, I think that's fair. And, and thank you for chronicling that journey, right? Because I think there are all different age groups that are listening to this podcast. I know we are aimed at a specific demographic, but everyone tunes in. And I think uh, everyone is at a different part in their journey. And so um, I think what'll help in this conversation as we kind of move forward is uh, let's, instead of asking off the bat, how do I know if, if my devotional life is good enough? I think a better question to start with uh, as we move into this portion is uh, what's the goal of a devotional? What's the point of a devotional life? Um, I, you know, that I think is, we're just told we're supposed to do it because that's how you follow God, but there's not a whole lot of meat behind that answer or substance behind that answer. Um, so what do you think? What, uh, open question. What do you think is the purpose of a devotional life or a prayer life? I'd probably say like, the purpose is it to keep a constant connection, like a daily reminder that always, like just somebody out there, God is listening to you, is so always like try to put a little bit of time for him. Because I know some people like, they only follow devotionals and the devotional life like leads like, hey, don't forget of your like twenty minutes, ten minutes, read a little read a little chapter, read a verse quickly. Remember that this is important as well. They should always learn something. You always learn something. Like a five minute read, you can probably learn something that can help you in the future. And it could gotcha. seem a little simple seems so small, but it can could be something that's so big. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy the amount of times that I've read uh or, or done my devotional life and then something later in that day. Uh, has like somehow lined up with what I read, and I'm just sitting there going, "What in the world?" Or times when I was a pastor and I'd prepare a sermon, 
And somehow the sermon would line up with everything else in the service and like Sabbath school that morning. And I had did not That's done awesome. any of that intentionally. And my members will come to me and say, this was incredible. Or, you know, today, I, I guess I really needed to hear this if God's going to slam it into my head four times in a row um, through Sabbath school music and, and everything else. So, um, yeah, the way that some of that kind of plays out and how God moves is pretty cool. Um, so thank you for that. And Jessica, what about you? Yeah, I think um, the purpose of a devotional life is really just to get to know God um, and to get to know Jesus. And I think, you know, some days are amazing, like you said. Um, you know, you really feel that, that God has a message for you and, there, you know, you feel like impressed, you know, about something. And then other days are just like, oh, well, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. it was a nice little short week. Well, yeah, or, you know, or maybe you notice something that you never had before, or, you know, reading a particular text or whatever. But, um, you know, I think, I think looking at a relationship with God like you would a friendship, you know, some days that you spend with a friend, hey, they're amazing, they're, you know, whatever. And other days are just like, oh, you know, it's, it's really nice. Bad. But that time together just brings you closer together. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and builds a stronger bond, you know, going through shared experiences and all of that. And I think that is really what a devotional life um, yeah, I think is. I think that's a really good point, too, because um, there are friends that I have that all I do is have fun with them, and that's it. There are other friends that I have that uh, we are able to dive deep together and, and have, you know, really powerful conversations and challenge each other. Yeah. Um, but I think with... If if my deeper friendships, if I couldn't have those times where we don't go deep and we're just hanging out and relaxing and nothing really gets done or nothing big happens, I think those friendships would be more stressful than they would be edifying or or, or yeah. encouraging for me. Like, I don't have the emotional energy to do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you uh, wouldn't even go deep, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd, you'd be scared of what they would say, like, oh, you don't really know them on a personal level if you didn't do that. Yeah. So I think uh, I do like the friendship analogy, and I think the other side of it, too, is uh, a relationship with God or a devotional life with God, while it is a lot like a friendship, at the same time, it's kind of not because the entire, as far as scheduling time with God, that's on you. God's not going to call you. I mean, maybe he will sometime, um, but God doesn't always call you and say, hey, do you want to hang out later tonight? Um, it's on you to prioritize that relationship with God. And I think part of why even the days where nothing happens are so important is because they are just in the action of doing them. We are prioritizing God and making sure that we build that habit of consi- consistently spending time with him. And I think that's huge. So I, I do think there's a, there's a lot of importance in the days where, yeah, nothing kind of happened. I read some random chronology or, or genealogy in the Bible, and that was it today. Um, I get that totally. So, okay. So we've talked about the goal of it. We've, you know, getting closer to God, getting to know God more. So then how, where do you draw the line as far as, you know, satisfaction in your devotional life? Where do you say, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm okay here. How do you get to that point that you say, yeah, this is fine for me. This is what works for me. And this is what I want to do. Or are you still trying to figure that out? Cause that's, that's totally cool too. I mean, currently I'm still trying to figure it out, but I feel like there's no really a set line because you always spend, because like Jesus spent like many times, he spent 40 days, 40 nights in commun- communication with his father, with God. So I feel like there's no set line, no set limit to how long you can spend in time with God in devotion, but it's sort of like how long he spent time with God and also fit your personal life. God cares about that as well. He wants you to enjoy your life. He wants you to live comfortably as well. So I feel like that could be a limit, but I feel like there's really no limit set. Okay. Yeah. 
And what about you? Yeah, I think um, I think for different people, it's different. I mean, for me, I I like a little bit of variety, and, and that's why I'm choosing to read the Bible um, all the way through this year, just to change things up. Because typically, I would do what you had done before, you know, read a book at a time mm-hmm. and just go story by story or chapter by chapter. Um, so to kind of switch things up just challenges me as well, I think. But I know people who, um, you know, who love to sing and incorporate music and they'll spend some time, their devotional time singing, you know, or oh, in yeah. worship. And so um, I I just think different people, you know, have, have different ways that they feel they can connect with God um, more. And I, I think it's just maybe trying f- some different things to... Um, kind of feel that out and see see what um, really benefits you and and where you feel that you can connect with God. I think um, I think the three of us are a, a good example. I'm, that's why I'm glad we have three guests on, you know, two guests and myself on the show because it's not just one other perspective, but it's three perspectives uh, being shared. And all three of us, our devotional life looks different. Our walk with God looks completely different. Um, and you know, Harold, my interactions with you, my friendship with you is different than my friendship and interactions with Jessica, especially since Jessica and I are now coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it, it's just a completely different dynamic and, and I would expect it to be the same with God. Um, I think there are some people that can approach God as their best friend. I think there are others that, and I, and I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but there are others that will approach God and in prayer and they'll say, daddy. Because that is the because they didn't have a dad, mm-hmm. or they didn't have a good dad, and so God becomes their expression of this is the first time I've had a father and had a dad that I could count on and that I could trust. So there is there is room for the individual. There's a ton of room for the individual in Christianity and, and in a devotional life or prayer life. And so when I think of the question, how do I know that my, my prayer life or devotional life is good enough? Um, I think for me, the answer, go, the answer to that question becomes, am I, do I know more God now or am I closer to God now than I was when I started this? I think that's how I know. Mm-hmm. If, if it, because I think, and maybe you disagree, maybe you agree. I don't know. You can, you can jump in. Just know if you disagree, you're wrong. Um, I think if uh, if you're getting closer to God, right, um, then something will look different in your life. And so you can usually mark how you might be approaching situations differently, or maybe um, I won't say that your life will automatically get better because you're closer to God, but more your perspective on how you're walking through each situation changes. Um, I don't know. What thoughts? Yeah, I think um, I think another question to ask is: Have I experienced growth? Yeah. Through this, um, because, uh, you know, if uh, I think it gets a little murky when we when we say, you know, do I feel closer to God? Because feelings, you know, come and go. And um, not every and we talked about this, not every day it's going to be amazing. And you feel like yeah. you have a message from God or whatever. Um, but I, I think if you have experienced growth and you've been challenged and, um, you know, that kind of a thing. I think, yeah, what you're doing is is good. Okay, yeah. Harold, any thoughts on that one? I feel like there's always be growth because you have to look, it's a reflection. You have to look back. How you're now currently, this would not be the same you are a year later if you walk with God, talk with God every day. You'll say like, oh, I don't get as angry. I stopped using certain words. I, start, I stopped doing certain habits that were bad mm-hmm. for me. 
you realize this is something that's like, oh, I'm going to be the click of a button. It's going to be something that's a slow process. You don't really look at it. Results come. Don't, results are not quick and go. They're yeah. like a slow building. It's a very slow process. Yeah, I think, and I and I think that's a good kind of place to end on, which is uh, the idea that this is a slow process. God's got all of eternity in mind, so one month is is nothing to Him when you're playing that long game. And so I think the other the other side of this is to uh, is to recognize that this is a journey. It is not a quick fix. It is you know none of this is. And um, so you're along for the ride. Buckle up and mm-hmm. pray yeah. and read and enjoy and, and immerse yourself in uh, knowing God and growing closer to God. So Harold and uh, Jessica, thank you guys so much for being on. I've really enjoyed your perspectives. And to our Echo listeners, thank you guys for being along for this journey. We hope this conversation was edifying to you or uh, was just able to uh, help you grow and get closer to God. And we just thank you so much for listening. And once again, a special thank you to Southern and to the College Dale Church for allowing us uh, the privilege of recording here and and um, and giving me the time off to be able to record this <laughs> as well. So uh, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.